Hello, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome James Loveday. How are you, James? Very well, sir. How's yourself? I'm Wayne Donaldson of The Wrong Kind of Media. How are you, Wayne? All good, all good, Richie. Thanks for having us on. And my wonderful co-host, Evan, as well, is here. Unfortunately. <laughs> Thanks for stepping in at the last minute. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm actually sporting my survivalist top tonight as well. Big shout out to the lads. Yeah, that. They're, um, they're one of the bands, actually, that are playing James, aren't they, for the Metal to the Masses, Bloodstock? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, uh, it was kind of when it was decided uh, that that was going to be a thing that we were going to do. Because uh, basically all the other regions of the UK are also doing this kind of mega final mm. kind of thing. It was a way just to kind of make sure that there was some kind of new blood representation. <clears throat> so it was pretty much left up to every promoter in every region, firstly, whether they wanted to do it, and secondly, how you know to go about doing it. And I just thought the fairest way was to have the every band that had made it to the semis from last year just kind of play in kind of one one off, mm. you know, kind of mega show. I think most regions have picked it in kind of different ways. A few of them uh, invited it for applications and that that kind of thing. So um yeah, Survivors were one of one of the more impressive bands from uh, from last year. So yeah. I'm just hoping now that we I mean it's maybe a little early for us compared to the mainland. You know, the the, the Great Britain seems to be moving a little bit quicker mm-hmm. than than us. But I, I'd you know, and I've had a few kind of queries that tenth of July seems a bit early. But I would rather be ready yes. to do something than and be told we couldn't do it, mm-hmm. rather than not be ready and be told that we could. So you know, it seemed to me to be you know a sensible enough move to try and to try and at least have some kind of. Of final or some kind of representation so you know because it, it's important you know it's been something that's been a mainstay for a few years now so i think we should yeah. try so what is open at the moment in belfast are bars open or yeah i think bars are open but only for outside table service okay. uh, at the moment that may change on the 24th of may i think some people are talking okay. about that but uh the difference with us was we didn't have any indicative dates whereas um mainland UK like they had definite dates like this will happen now I made a whole kind of series of pathways and each pathway had certain points that had to be met and that kind of stuff so but we've moved at a decent enough pace um, so yeah broadly optimistic I mean hopeful cautious optimism I think is the way yeah. way forward at the moment I, I certainly have a few things you know I have a few things announced for August as well but whether again it's the same thing we'll, we'll just have to see i mean if there are restrictions and various things we'll have to just you know take it as it comes but certainly at the moment you know if it's it's on until it's not yeah. you know i cautiously booked um a hotel in belfast for the 9th 10th and the 11th very good very good so uh it's a family outing and it coincides <laughs> for, for a, a section of it like yeah you always seem to get lucky with those coinciding things anyway. yeah I mean and just a happy coincidence <laughs> the other event? you know how it is Wayne absolutely absolutely what about you Wayne um, have you been taking on any projects since uh, things have opened up a bit I, I managed to get one music video done with um, so long until the seance aka sluts there was it was a very short period when we tried to reopen last year and 
we were able to get in the practice room for one day and we shot a load of stuff against a green screen and then turned it into a sort of a comic book cartoon style music video. Uh, and that worked out really well. But apart from that, just, you know, it, it's so hard to just achieve anything at the minute. You know, uh, I was out with the Pure Sonic, Pure Sonic Outcasts. Pure Sonic Outcasts, yeah. Outcasts. I forgot that. Um, just just for a few photos and stuff, and we'll have a chat about that and stuff in the future as well. Um, good guys, really, really good guys, and a great band as well. Um, so, you know, you're just trying to stay active and do as much as you can, but challenging. It's been very, very challenging to to make anything happen, make anything work. I've tried reaching out to bands and say, you know, let's, let's shoot a, an outdoor video somewhere. Uh, but, you know, I, th- I think everyone... A lot of bands, just their motivation to try and do anything as well is just about what's, what's the point kind of thing, you know? But as I say, you do, you do what you can. You just try and yeah, I think, James, I think you have the right idea that kind of like uh, better to be looking at it than looking for it kind of thing because, you know, if you get the go-ahead, there's that thing that I think a lot of bands are kind of fearing of, you know, need, needing to have something in the future far enough that, you know, it probably will happen, but also not too far that when thing when you when it does get the full 100% this is definitely happening it's not a scrounge for everybody being like we'll we'll play tomorrow we'll, you know no practice we'll we'll do it so i think having some kind of goal is brilliant like just even to be honest man just even that little bit of hope of seeing some kind of light at the end of it is great yeah i to be honest i've actually enjoyed that aspect of it as well even just recently been able to say that some stuff might be happening and announcing shows and obviously with the caveats that, well, you know, obviously pending lifting of restrictions, et cetera, even just be able mm. to talk in those terms again, I find it very uplifting and very motivating. And, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's got purpose and meaning yeah, again to life more, right? in general, yeah. you know, and I've really enjoyed that, that aspect of it, you know, um, like you say, I mean, who knows what, what's, you know, it's been a never evolving kind of situation this time last year, or even over the summer, you know, stuff was being booked for, you know, for for the winter of 2020 mm-hmm. uh, in the hope that it might uh, happen. Obviously, that didn't. I mean, obviously, with hindsight, we can see now what happened. But it's, you know, everything's booked with best intentions. And I think this far into the, the, the situation, there's a flexibility and people will understand if things get moved. Obviously, it's disappointing if, if stuff doesn't happen, but people are more understanding of, of things being moved around and, Certainly for, for some of the bigger shows, I've been holding multiple dates in, in multiple mm-hmm. years to, to try and make the best of it. And I think the bookers have had to adjust to that as well. Yeah, to, that's a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, to a new, a new situation of, you know, here's a, a run of dates that may happen in December. Here's a, the same run of dates for the same band that may happen in, you know, February 2021. You know, so they've had to adjust the way they do things and... and you know, it's such a, a lot of variables in terms of venue availability and that kind of stuff. So it's just... I think looking at Bloodstock and them being so aggressive in going for this date that they've announced and adding an extra date for the bands that can't travel across, I think they're the the, lo- the light that everybody's yeah, looking at the same, at the moment, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I think that's right. I think they're, they're just... You know, at the minute, I think they're in the same boat as, as all of us. They're, they're, you know, it's all in, until it's not. Mm. You know, and even the extra day was announced like last year as, as a way to kind of offset the disappointment of of the twenty twenty uh, cancellation. 
Um, but there, I think, mm. I think that's the way I do it. It's, it's just it's a bit of positivity. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. bit of up, uplifting kind of, you know, yeah. let's just do this mm. and, and, and say we're going to do it. You know, we, ultimately it's, you know, it's government policy that will dictate whether it happens or not, not yeah. them. But so it's not up to them to, you know, to make those kind of um, proclamations. It's, you know, it's all until it isn't, you know, I think that's a great attitude. It's like, just, let's try and let's do our best and, you know, be positive and, you know, everyone knows. I mean, if it's going to be postponed, it's not a surprise. Mm. But you're not just being. Let's just go for it. Yeah. You know, I think it's really hard to kind of manage your own expectations as well. Because on one hand, you don't want to be like super excited for it because we all had that heartbreak last year when every festival slowly dropped off and each gig slowly dropped off. You know, with with big ones like Ramstein and Our Maiden coming to Belfast, and then we all had to, you know, come to accept that these aren't happening. And we got excited over something that's dead, dead in the water. Mm. Uh, so for me personally, I don't want to start getting excited for gigs just yet. But at the same time, I don't want to be that guy that's sitting there going, ah, they won't happen. Not going to happen. happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, it's you don't want to be positive. You don't want to be negative. You just kind of want to be a, be a bit realistic and, and believe that if these gigs happen, if these festivals happen, brilliant. That's amazing. But at the same time, we've got to accept that we're still a little bit, there's a lot of unknown. I mean, it's three months, three months to Bloodstock. We're currently sitting in a situation where, technically speaking, I can't go to a friend's house and have a beer in his living room. And we think that in three months' time, we're going to be able to have 14,000 people in a field. But things are, things do seem to be starting to move. Yeah. The ball's rolling. Um, and it's kind of hard. It's like, is this going to happen? Is this not going to happen? You know, um, We had a festival booked for that exact weekend, uh, for the same weekend as Bloodstock, and they did cancel. Their, their reason was insurance. They couldn't get mm -hmm. insurance. And that was simply it without insurance. Something of that financial scale just cannot happen. So we're kind of thinking, right, well, that's cancelled. Initially, we're thinking, well, everything else is going to get cancelled then. Mm. But we were waiting for a day or two later that Bloodstock was going to go ahead and say, look, we, we have to pull. But they didn't. They're still saying that they're going for it. And we're thinking, maybe that will happen then. Maybe we should book it. And we're kind of sitting going, do we book this? Do we not book this? You know, is it worth booking flights and accommodation and whatnot and then find out it doesn't happen or should we hold off for now and it's just it's 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 all there's there, there is that light at the end of the tunnel at the minute there's a definitely a big heavy glimmer of hope but at the same time you just have to be careful that you don't set yourself up for disappointment you know yeah i th i think um yeah like it, it might be one thing for something massive like um bloodstock but maybe maybe this is just me thinking this way but for example, if um, say if there is a gig in the Voodoo or like in Dolan's or somewhere small, that if, if that does get pushback or, you know, I feel like it's not going to be the kind of pushback that we've already climatized to, as in it's, listen, mate, eight months, maybe. Like if, it, if something does get pushed back, I, like I would be extremely confident that at least like, you know, kind of, end of the summer on i really do feel like we'd be in a position that we can start like having gigs that with without that that fear um of it being cancelled but even leading up to that if worse comes to worse something does get cancelled i can really see things not too far pushed back and i think at this stage again we, we've gotten so used to things just instead of you know you, we, everything was postponed at the start like we had tours that were postponed things that we hadn't even announced and you just kind of get used to being like well fucking scrap it and again um as you were saying you know trying to get that motivation again then when everything's just 
a dead end stop in front of you is very hard. But I think at this stage, like I'm just really trying to push on the thing that we are, at, we, I really feel like we are coming at the end of it and it's not. But are we arguing against um, something that's concrete? I mean, like vaccinations up in the north, how close are you to being fully vaccinated? It's 35 and up. The numbers are something like, it's like half a million so far if it's one and half that, that much again if it's two, something like that. It's, it's quick. I mean, it's really good. They've opened it up to, what, 35 to 40 year olds, yep, something right. like yeah. that, I think. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's the driving force as well That's mm-hmm. that has to come into play is the vaccination yeah. side of yeah. things. I think that'll so. be the key for, for everything, Yeah, uh, for everybody uh, going forward. Um, and just to touch on some of those points, I think for us, even you know, the island as a whole, I mean, for for local stuff, it's easier to kind of you know, and that's what we're most invested in. I mean, everyone on this uh, that's on here right now is invested in their local scene. Um, so I think to do to reschedule those shows is a bit easier because the bands are from around the corner, so it's it's easier. But when obviously you're talking about massive tours and those kind of things, it becomes a bit more. You're you're talking those eight to ten months. Mm. So there's a, there's the flexibility kind of built into, you know, well, if your song outcast doesn't happen in August, it may happen in September. But I think you're right, Evan. I think I think like maybe September, you know, post summer we'll see, you know, both sides of the border will we'll see a, a, a return in some form. Of course, yeah. You yeah. Do you think we'll get I hope do you think we'll get bigger crowds at local shows because people are oh, hungrier for it? Hundred percent. Or, or do you yeah. think or do you think whenever it actually comes to it, people will go back to um yeah, I'll go see your band next time. Definitely. I think at the very start it'll be you could I I've said it before, I think you could play on a Monday, Tuesday night for an initial period where it's like mm-hmm. every day of the week is sellout is a Saturday, you know what I mean? I you know that that will normalize at some stage, but the longer it lasts, the better, I think. I think for three months you'll just see an explosion of, you know, doesn't matter who or where or when, there'll be crowds and stuff, you know, because they'll just people will just be happy to be out, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that's like, and it's great. Like, I like, you know, I think any on any level, you know, whatever happens, it, it can only be positive. You know, it can only be, you know, a good thing for whoever's playing. And that's and, and that's to capitalize on that as well, and kind of you know to make those nights of the week and those shows the best you can possibly. Yeah. Because it, it's you know it's a, the first time. Like I, I had the coffee with you know I, I involved with Rob Bitch of the North, and I had coffee with with one of the guys. Um, Last week, and it was been. We were sort of talking. It's like I haven't seen this guy in fourteen months. It's crazy to think, like, you know, yeah. and a lot of other people, you know, that that I would consider friends or I would be close to, or people that would, you know, haven't seen in, in that length of time and longer. So it, it's that level of, you know, the first time you get in a room together in the voodoo lounge or the voodoo or fibbers, you know, and you see those faces of those people you haven't, you know, clapped eyes on. People you only see casual acquaintances mm-hmm. or people you only see. Like I haven't seen you in a year and a half, mm. man, or two years. I, I was, it's that as well. It's a cultural, social yeah. thing as well. I was, jo- I was joking about this recently. Yes, there, there's probably going to be situations where we go back into that environment that we haven't been in in so long. You know, when you're chatting away to someone and they will walk away and you go, "Who was that? What what bands he?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 well, we touched on this a little bit before we started, and, and Wayne is a neighbour of mine, and literally, I mean, more or less a neighbour. And I haven't seen Wayne Donaldson in a year and a half. Yeah. 
That's crazy, you know. I must slip any of those fivers, James. It's been far too long. I miss that too. Although we live close by, we would never meet in the street. It would always be at the, the next show, you know, and uh, you're heavily involved in Metal of Masses as well. And, the, you know, you're the wrong kind of music podcast and stuff. So there's that, that whole thing, you know, but yet we literally live 10, five minutes apart yeah. and we never see each other. And that's where we would meet. You know, yeah. it's, it's so, you suddenly realize that I haven't seen Wayne and, mm. you know, anywhere for a year and a half. That's, that's when I guess that. So that level of, 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 you know, I look forward to seeing Wayne at the Voodoo or at the Limelight or, you know what I mean, or anywhere else because, or anybody, you know, that comes to any show, that's, yeah. that's the joy of the explosion. But mainly Wayne, obviously. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, James. As a promoter, now what type of things will you have to have in in place? Would say for the metal to the masses, our fans say like me that will arrive up from the Republic. Will we be getting a temperature zap, or what? Have you looked much into the whole safety side of things, the segregation, or what's on your mind at the moment in relation to that? There's no guidance from from anybody right now, from the executive here or Boris. Uh, or or Nicholas Sturgeon or anybody else. Nobody until uh, nobody really knows what is going to happen. I mean, a few ideas for what might happen, but uh, you know, myself and the venues will be guided by whatever they tell us to do. So I would guess maybe there'd be some kind of uh, you know uh, yeah, like a positive or, or negative test result of some that's going to be an app or something like that. I mean, I, I've certainly been thinking about it, but until they tell us, you know what. The restrictions will mm-hmm. be. We don't. Nobody really knows, and that, that that applies to you know from myself from the voodoo up to the line right to anybody else. Like, no, nobody knows at this yeah. point. So again, it's best guess. You know, I think the best thing we can do, mm-hmm. like for the battle of the masters thing, I put limited tickets on right now in case you know they announce mandatory restrictions. So it's it's trying to think ahead to stuff like that. Um, but I think yeah. whatever they bring in, you know, we'll have to sort of abide by, and that, it's it's tricky because at this stage. Yeah. Nobody knows. They don't really know. For example, um, my mother now was in a nursing home. So to get to visit my mother, I'd have to book a time slot, okay? So when I when I get down to the nursing home, then I'm greeted at the door by a woman and she goes, who are you? Like, okay, you're in this time slot. So she'll put um, a temperature scanner yeah. up to my forehead, check my temperature, give me a mask There's, and then I'm allowed in. Something as simple, it could be along the lines of, we'll say for you just, okay, I know how many tickets I sold. I know who I sold the tickets to and they will be coming up to the door, get your temperature scanner, bang a temperature in. Yeah, Richie, bloody blood, did you get vaccinated by the way or whatever? And then you go. Could be something as simple as that. I don't like, know. I think something like that is going to be, you know, in place. Uh, I think once the executives make a decision, you know, or inform the venues, you know, what's required, uh, then they'll act accordingly and then they'll pass it on to us. But it's a bit of a waiting game and that's the uncertainty of it. You know, it's, it's trying to second guess this is difficult. Um, I'd, I'd imagine anything like that that does happen would would not be necessarily a responsibility of us. So, the, you know, the venue would have to sort of, in, in cahoots for the promoters would have to, uh, you know, enforce yes. that. But I think you're right, maybe a temperature check or, you know, uh, here's like a, you know, like you get with, I mean, this is in my head, like, but you know what you get with, um, mm. you, you print off your boarding pass yeah. and then they scan it, you know, that you might have something like that, you know, so there'll be like a, a barcode or a QR well, code. Um, Richie, I think I might have mentioned to you during the week 
that um, last, like a few days ago on Friday, um, Thursday evening, I saw a thing um, like from Cork safety alerts kind of thing that's saying that Lidl in Cork anywhere, I'm not sure if it's everywhere else, are selling antigen tests. So instantly when I saw this, my first thought was, number one, if they're selling these tests, why can't uh, a few of us take them and, you know, wait whatever length it is um, to get the result, which I think I heard it's only like 15 minutes, between 15 minutes and an hour. And then we should be allowed to go inside because there's nothing to worry about. And number two, if that's not the case, why the fuck are they being sold in the first place? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. It's either, yes, they're perfect and thank you little for doing this or get rid of them. Because I mean, there's tape. You're not allowed to buy stuff for kids' birthday parties, but for some reason we can get antigen tests in little. And I'm wondering if it's a thing that if it's easy enough to do that, if it's, you know, maybe have everyone take one before and sit in another room until they get the results and then come in, or I'm wondering if there'd be something like that that would be able to happen. What we're essentially talking about in one form or another is essentially COVID passports, you know, mm. some way of proving that you're safe to come into the gig. Um, like me, me personally, I would let a junkie inject me with a rusty needle to get back into gigs. You know, I'm, I'm just all over it. Let it happen. <laughs> um, but, but I know there's, there's people out there with very, very different attitudes and opinions and understandings of, of vaccines and whatnot that I have. And I would not like to be the guy on the door telling someone they can't come into my gig because they weren't vaccinated or they weren't, they haven't got a negative test or something. I think that could lead to uh, altercations to say the least. And I, I just think it's a, it's a horrible, horrible thing to have to introduce uh, to me. And I know it would delay things, but I almost think it, there shouldn't really be gigs until everyone can just come in because I think that's essentially a dangerous situation in its own. Yeah, that's a fair point. If, as I said, you know who is coming to the gig, as in you've got a list of the people who bought the tickets, they can provide proof, for example, me, um, that I'm I'm getting vaccinated now on May the 25th. And um, I'll have that proof as well if need be. So like if if the venue or the promoter has a clear set of, we'll say, rules, or regs just to get into the gig and everybody is forced to read them. There can't be any arguments outside the fucking you, you venue. Really, can't you would really hope not. Well, there's yeah. going to be arguments outside venues not. all the time, regardless. It's just this <laughs> one has a, a theme, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. My biggest argument will be trying to get into the cocktail <laughs> bar beforehand. <laughs> but I mean, like Wayne, I, I actually, I completely understand um, where you're coming from. And even if it's a situation, um, you know, there's people that just don't want to take it. But I also know people that have underlining illnesses that are actually very just afraid to take anything. It's not that they're against it. It's just a fear of their own condition. And, you know, that's a separate uh, thing to it. But at the same time, if if it comes to um, being a thing that you need to be vac- vaccinated, as irritating and horrible as that might be, um, for some people that aren't if that's a step forward that's a step forward like it's not I, I can't imagine this is going to be completely fair for everyone at 
at all times. Yeah. No, that's do you know fair. what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. But I, de- I definitely do get your point. But I think some of this is just going to be thing- things are shit at the moment, and <laughs> it, there's just no way to sugarcoat it. It's well, going to get less shit over time, but it's going to be shit for a little while. Like, but what all came into our lives and it was a positive was live streaming. James and Wayne, what are your thoughts on it? Did you actually purchase any tickets for live events, or were you happy just to watch the free ones, for example, the Siege uh, cast and stuff? I I didn't watch very many of them and I'll I'll tell you why Um, my relationship with metal music is so intrinsically related to the live experience Uh, if I couldn't go to live gigs at all I probably wouldn't listen to much metal Um, so watching those live streams to me it was just like this constant reminder of there's that thing you can't do anymore and (laughs) don't get me wrong I understand bands doing it and if people watching them people enjoyed them Awesome, brilliant. But for me personally, it was like salt in the wounds watching a live stream at home. Uh, there was some nights we would get um, sit with a few beers at home and we'd end up watching like performances of bands that we had seen at festivals before, you know, Sick of It All and Madball and Parkway Drive and stuff and just sit there reminiscing about the good times we had at festivals. But for the most part, it was like, I just, I can't have that constant reminder of here's this thing you love doing, but you can't do it anymore. And I, I just kind of had to sure. take a bit of a step back from it. I did watch a little bit of the Siege one, and I thought what they'd done was incredibly professional mm-hmm. looking. Really, really good. I was mm-hmm. half expecting, like, because I know a lot of bands just set up a mobile phone in their practice room. and That was it, initially it, it does, live streams it, at the start. Of it, it, yeah. does, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. That done nothing yeah. for me. What the Siege done yeah. seemed really, really good. Pure Sonic Outcasts as well. Um, their live stream was pretty good too. Um, but for the most part, yeah. it was something I tended to avoid. Okay, James. Yeah, I agree with Wayne. Actually, I think I think it's just a hard thing to watch, you know. And when you've invested such a big portion of your life in, you know, the live arena, you know, suddenly have to pare it back and kind of watch things. It's just a reminder of, you know, the limitations that you're currently under. Uh, and I, 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 and I think it's great. A lot of bands did it, but I struggle with it, you know, because to me, it's just an approximation. Uh, and, and you know, lots. Of, I talked to a few bands about trying to do something like that, and it was you know, and the great ideas, but I just I couldn't I couldn't emotionally get invested and involved in it, you know, because I just feel it's a step backwards, and it's just it's for me it's like crossing your fingers and waiting for better times, you know. And I'd rather do that. I'd rather do it when it's right, or or when it's as you know it's as right as it can be, than than do something that. Just it just isn't the same, you know. I just don't. It just doesn't feel right. But like I say, I mean, bands that did it, it's it's brilliant. And, and the siege one was amazing. And they did really well uh, at it. But I just I couldn't I couldn't stand behind it because I just thought it's not it doesn't it doesn't work for me yeah. the way being in the room does. Mm. You know, and there's a culture around it as well. It's not just watching bands. It's it's meeting your friends or or, or if you're on tour, you know, it's going to different places and seeing different things and meeting people and and you know and being involved in the whole the whole milieu of of what it means to be in a band, you know, and and to play shows and the lift large ampeg bass cabs upstairs and the tiny venues, you know, and, and you know, it's all those things that that, that are a part of it for me and genuinely just, getting emotional listening to this right now. <laughs> I would argue then that and we, we will use the siege cast for example because they did them so well I think it actually fostered a sense of community amongst mm-hmm. all of us down here that's actually exactly what I was thinking 
and it was welcomed. You know, it was predominantly social media for all of us that the bands themselves actually experienced what you just described James mm-hmm. lifting the amps up and they got the buzz that's great, well, yeah, that's the benefit true. of that you know but um, down here definitely it gave us a real sense of community and we were able to kind of socially interact on screen and off screen uh, through yeah. fit I, I think groups. that's a good point actually I think this you know the teacher to be commended for, for doing that as well I'm a massive fan of what they do you know a big supporter of the siege and I think it was a, it definitely became a focal point uh, for everyone to kind of get, you know, get involved in, on, on some level and, 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 and see something as well. You know, I think it was, you know, it's, it's like, it's to the want of anything else, you know, and you, you got that, that such a cool venue down there and, and the setup is, is just brilliant. So yeah, I, I, I totally understand that as well, that it just became, you know, something that, that everyone could get involved in, you know, and, and there's a lot to be said for sitting, you know, in your living room on a Saturday night with a few beers, just watching a bunch of cool bands and not having to mm. pay the taxi fare and, you know, yes. that kind of thing. So, yeah, those, those things were cool. I, I just, for me, I just couldn't, I felt differently about it, you know, on a personal interactory level. You know, yes. I, I just, I didn't want to, I, I, I just didn't want to do it as I can do it right. But in saying that, I de- definitely appreciate the benefit of, of what Siege did and, and, you know, did that participated myself. So it's a double-edged sword for me. You know, what you want to go that's just awesome, you know. And then it just makes me hanker after the things that we've been talking about. I'm wanting to be back the, the way I was, you know. But yeah, it's, it's, I see what you're saying, like. Yeah, Evan, I mean, you played there. Yeah, I, I've been able to play one now. I think I'm getting, because I've, I've watched them all, but getting, getting able to play one was, because playing it, I'm, I was getting all of the, like what you're saying, lifting the amps yeah. in and, you know, having the sound check and like all, all of it was like, it was like brand new, but better than it ever had. I, I really don't know how to describe it. Like if that's how good it felt for um, a live stream when there was barely anyone in the room, um, and just how much fun that was. The first gig back is going to be insane. Um, like I, I, I understand to a point um, of not wanting to watch them just because of having that kind of. Do you know it sucks because it, it it makes you makes you miss it. But I think we've been in this situation so long that um, at first I was kind of like. Ugh. But that was like, as Wayne was saying, you know, there was a lot of very shit quality live streams that I was like, yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, I, I can absolutely do without them. Like the Instagram ones where it's, again, it's just a phone, like, you know, I, could, I really couldn't care less. But there was a few things that really got me, got me buzzed. And I think what um, Richie was saying about the, um, the social aspect for like, there's guys in certain bands now that I would talk to every single day that I if this um if all this never happened um i i absolutely wouldn't really be talking to regularly there's plans made with um people that i wouldn't have talked to before there's like it's even though everything was kind of pushed away like and i'm not you know whatever about social media but it has its ups and its downs and i think that that was definitely an up for me that there was feeling like there there is some kind of community there it's like we're not you know an island. Every, it's knowing that there's other people feeling how you're feeling, and it, it not you know if you're not talking about um, like oh this is shit, isn't it? It's like we know it's shit, but that's not the only thing you're talking about. It's just you know swapping stories and just having the crack. And all the siege ones being for charity as well means 
getting absolutely hammered, I don't feel guilty either. You know, because I'm <laughs> giving money for never feel guilty for getting hammered. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it's the morning after. It's. Oh. <laughs> I think a lot of those online things actually as well, because they're up on YouTube, they're actually replacing the live format of a DVD. The bands releasing DVDs is dead now. I think people have released documentaries onto YouTube and stuff now, but actually owning a physical DVD is... Yeah. See? Yeah, it's on the way out, but... It's gone. That kind of content is... Touching on some of the live streams, like the virtual festivals that I've seen, I thought were a bit bit of a scam. If I'm honest, uh, there was certain ones and they were literally just showing festival footage from two, three, four years ago that was already on YouTube. On YouTube. And they were charged mm. they were charging money for it. And I just thought that was I saw those. Now, don't, don't get me wrong, I totally understand that these festivals are in a hell of a difficult situation and they have to get some revenue in to kind of cover all those losses that they're making. But I thought that was a rare, a fairly distasteful way to try and to try and get some money out of your fans, you know. But like when in an online world where this media is growing, especially for the likes of you, surely there's opportunity there just to spend a day. If you can, we'll say now when things are quieting down, like you could spend a day or two days with a band and that band can get content from you from an interview. You can mm-hmm. uh, video them playing live and also maybe do a video of them in a different situation and put it online so something like that has definitely opened opportunities there there was there there was a few opportunities i have to confess i was very precautious if that's the right word uh throughout the pandemic um and there was times when a few guys would be like you know can you just come into the practice room and and do a little bit of video a little bit of uh, photography for us and it was kind of like you know there's we're not meant to have six people from six different households in a in a indoor space at the minute so i'm gonna have to pass you know so maybe i shot maybe i shot myself in the foot there but you know at the time you just you don't know how bad this thing was getting and just decided to i i uh, completely understand that man take a step like, back from I wouldn't, it, you know i was gonna say I, I agree with evan's point from earlier just that level of connection that you would have with uh you know with your fans uh by doing those, those kind of live stream things of that that really resonates with me as well you know that the uh, that kind of pulling together to, to, as a community, um, that really speaks to me as well. Because in, in the absence of, you know, uh, the thing that we love to do and the thing that we always do, you know, this is uh, more than uh, capable mm-hmm. substitute for that. So that 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 kind of you know when you said like I don't really talk about connecting with people in bands, you haven't spoken in a while. I was like, I, I guess yeah, that struck a chord with me when you said that because I think that's completely what it's about. You know, what you know, on every level, you know. Yeah, it's one of the things that if you f- if you focus on the positive of stuff like this and like really, you know, being like, I'm going to fucking see what the good parts of this, like if you're see- going, you know, watching more of these, because again, um, uh, Bad Rep have one like every Friday now coming up. <laughs> Just, you know, hop in the comments. The, the comments are actually fucking hilarious at points as well, to be honest. Like I've spat drink all over my keyboard laughing at some of the stuff. But it's it's just great, you know. And then after you're kind of like, oh, that was awesome. Geez, that wasn't as I don't feel as shit as I thought I would. Like, yeah. there's a difference as well between the festival thing and the stuff that we're, that you're talking about. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because it's, yeah. it's more personal. You know, that's on a mm-hmm. level that you know, like I say, everyone on here, you know, is deeply involved in their local scene, and that type mm-hmm. of thing is very. It, it connects the dots there. You know, it's different. Yeah. You know, some uh, again, as much as I love those fests, like a nameless 
festival where you're you're not just involved. So, in, 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 on a personal level, I, I totally text the boxes. I, that, uh, it's quite interesting and to hear you say that, man. No, no, I have to say that. that no, yeah, yeah, like to be honest, those big the big festival ones now. I actually didn't even. I I I I don't care like there and you know it's nothing against them but it definitely is more of a like on the nineteenth Wednesday there is an audio tree one a live one of Jamie Lenman I'm absolutely going to watch that you know like I love Jamie Lenman there's he has so many guests um, stuff like that now would be the, that's the furthest kind of thing or well no I think I watched the Pantera one oh I did actually yeah um, yeah yeah that's right yeah. I watched that but that was you know Mick Carey half an hour before it started being like i'm gonna drink cans and watch this and i was like yeah all right why not like i'm already drinking cans like i was looking up you know like just jumping in mm. with nothing planned being like yeah fuck but it, i was like. looking up there um i i checked a few facts there with america the way things are going with their music scene and here's a stat there for you 48 percent of music consumers stated that they'd participated in crowd funding or donated to another source of supplementary income for artists during COVID-19. So 48%. Um, are, are you surprised at that percentage? Not really. No, no. I thought it might have been higher, to be honest. Mm. You know, uh, mm. in my own I definitely added to more than yeah, I would have right, I mean, right yeah, before this. Really, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, they, I think when you look at like the, like, the people that, that you want to support, and even on, on our, again, on our level, you know, there's definitely mm. more inclination to kind of, you give something to try and support them in, in some way, yeah. you know, in, in terms of like, cause like, again, with us, it's not, a, it's not an income that's going to pay the bills, but it's an income that mm. might just shave a little bit off the next album recording. Come yeah. on, you know, that, that type of thing. Get your actual rent paid, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and not yeah. have to freak about that. And, and I know that financially the, the pandemic kind of hit a lot of people. Um, and I don't mean to be disrespectful towards that, but I find myself with a little bit more cash because I wasn't going out at the weekend to gigs. I wasn't going to festivals. I wasn't going on holiday. So I like right at the start, I was like, okay, what bands are selling t-shirts right now? Cause I've got, yeah. cause I've got a few yeah. quid here. I, I think I did the exact same thing. When, I think, yeah. I think there yeah. was a week where um, I ended up getting like seven t-shirts delivered in the same week. Mm-hmm. Uh, just today, uh, Jake from Elder Druid, he started a, a new label Scarlet Dagger Scarlet Dagger uh, and I was sitting looking at yeah. that a couple of weeks back going ah, can I afford another t-shirt and I was like you know what of course go for it but you know support you go these guys and spend it on pints anyway Absolutely. you know you, you know? wouldn't realise how much you spend like even the um, you know we can get takeaway pints um, and I went for a walk with a friend on Saturday I think we didn't even have that much just walking around enjoying the the sun and I got home and checked my balance and I was like did I really spend that in like three hours? Do you know, <laughs> with takeaway points. I'm home at like, yeah, takeaway points. I'm home at half six in the evening, being like, I'm dreading, like financially, what it's like <laughs> back at the first gig because everyone's getting a shot off me, and I'm like, because I'm like, oh, I think I get paid enough for my job. Oh no, 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 not when I have to go outside. Like, <laughs> I get paid for. I've paid enough to get takeaway every night, but not. It's like a comedy show with the postman. Um, that delivers stuff to my house. <laughs> she just came to me today, actually. There's one now for you, with a big box. And she goes, will you please open it in front of me? And I goes, yeah, of course I will. <laughs> a dangerous game, isn't it? Cracked it, cracked it open and it was a curse, a curse monk. 
And yeah. yeah, it's mental. I have bought so much over the last few months and some of the stuff I can't even remember buying. And it's just arriving it. and going, yeah. fuck, you're actually texting bands going, did I actually buy that or should I be waiting? I had to message <clears> Tom <throat> from Zora being like, have you sent out T-shirts? I, I actually can't even remember if I got it or not. Do you know, like what I've been doing is just um, in my emails, if I just search Bandcamp, um, and get rid of all like the shitty emails. I just get all the the, <laughs> the orders the that I have, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's like there's a load supposed to come that I ordered from April in the end of this month, and then some in June that I was like, I don't remember ordering that, but that's a nice T-shirt. Like, well, give a big shout out to Andy from the Crawling to release the Sparrow. Mm, absolutely, yeah. I think it speaks to, like you say, it speaks to the community spirit, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and what we can do with our disposable income because we all have it, and, and like you say, Evan, you know, we. You, you, Buy a rake of pints in a pub and buy a shirt anyway, you know. Yeah, so yeah. You know, so it's the same. It's the same kind of thing. You're you're investing the same, and maybe with a little bit more because because you're not, you know, you might be buying pints on the on the road, but you're not maybe paying for your cab home. So uh, there's a little bit more. Yeah. Money to kind of spread around. I think you know. Again, that just that's the positivity of it. I really I really get off on because everyone seems to have done the same. Absolutely, there are people yeah. who have, have done that. You know, just it keeps you going. Like yeah, you know, it's, it's and the, the whole thing that, more than anything. You know yourself. Yeah, like I mean, the government don't give a fuck about us, so we might as well give a fuck about us. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that that kind of attitude of like regardless of how, how much funding is going to come in and how much like that's no reason for others not to want to fund each other do you know what i mean like okay. just to get it stronger bet- between us all and even um i think i've said it a few times that like when gigs start coming back i really just want to see like people being like nicer to bands not that people would be dicks to bands but you know really supportive bands you know swapping contacts man do you know there was people that got onto me today looking for numbers for people in certain venues and i'm like there you go man absolutely like you know i'm not gonna fucking hide anything like get on and get on to this guy get on to this guy or you know if you want to go over to the uk this guy's great you know i'd I'd like to see more bands doing that as much as possible or you know touring outside together you know you have a massive scene up in northern ireland with the amount of bands that are there so there's no fucking reason why most of them bands cannot do a tour of Ireland. easy no reason absolutely for that, i think yeah. with us i'm, I'm sure we will we'll agree like i mean i think this you know i'm always constantly impressed uh, I'm, I'm really proud actually of how supportive everyone is of everyone else you know there's a really good vibe you know, I think even island-wide, to be fair, yep. there's a very good mm-hmm. atmosphere with, with you know, a good cross, cross-border cross support as well for for everybody else. And I've actually really enjoyed doing that and being a part of that as well. I think that for us, I just think it's, I think more than anywhere else, more, like more than maybe the mainland, you see a lot more, you see a lot more supportive behaviour and a lot more there was positive interactions with, with, with everyone, you know, and you, you'll have seen that as well, Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, there, yeah. there was a point in time, and I think maybe some of the bands have shifted away from this, but the hardcore bands from Belfast and Dublin had started like coming oh, together yeah. and playing under yeah. the All-Ireland Hardcore when I say label, I don't mean record label, but like a collective sort of thing. And it, yeah. it almost got to the point where there wasn't Belfast bands or Cork bands or Dublin bands. They were just all Ireland hardcore bands and they played the same yep. gigs and the same Deesh shows. Had a good play in that and, as well, you know, it was the likes of uh, Hollow Truth and yeah. I can't even remember. It was, but it was, it was a great period. It was really, really good. 
really good shows happening and a really good positive vibe. You know, some of the shows in the war zone and stuff. I, I really miss that. I'd love to see something. I never actually like got to again. go there. Never got to go there. And I think that idea you talked in the previous um, podcast about the the All Ireland Metal Project. Uh, that mm. I mean, that's a similar sort of ethic. You know, just mm. we're all in this together. Let's pull together and make something really, really good and support each other. Yeah. And yeah. and I know it's it's inevitable. Whenever you get anything like this, there ends up being some bitching about something or <laughs> little arguments and stuff. You know, but yeah, absolutely. But yeah. for the most part, you know, there's so much potential there for bands to pull together and work together and and start playing together. We we've seen it before. Like I remember whenever we just started going to gigs, uh, there was a band from Dublin, uh, Two Tales of Woe. Do they still play together? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's Carl. Carl's, yeah. uh, Carl does the, the podcast, King, King Court, Court yep. podcast. Yeah, he's a um, vocalist. And we'd seen them a bunch of times. And then there was a band from up in uh, Derry, London Derry, call it what you will, called Trigger Man. And I just remember thinking, oh, Trigger Man. These, yeah, yeah. these two bands should be touring together because their sounds complement each yeah. other so well. And there's loads of Ten bands like Slug that. and yeah. them used to do. Like, again, yeah, it was that thing with Tenkan Slug and... Um, Two tails, two tails yeah. of wood. They Support would, the they band. was like they even had, yeah, they had um, t-shirts like yeah, the yeah, the wool yeah, slugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, like little thing like that's proper. Like we're they're mates, yeah. like, you know? <laughs> and you, you see it so many times where there's certain bands that just they look like they would click together mm. and work and mm. go on tour together, and you know. I just love love to see more of that, you know. The amount of fucking Northern Ireland bands that have been on the podcast has just been unbelievable. It's fantastic that you've such mm-hmm. a great scene up there. And the more the merrier that get down south, man, it's fucking going to be great. Like, And I mean, <laughs> and to you, James, as well, man, the fact you came down to Cork with Sky Pilot as well. Great scene, you dude. Yeah. Great band as well. Yeah, another great band. It's an all-island mentality, you know. It's, a, it's such a positive vibe, you know. I've never not enjoyed any of the trips or any of the you know, the vinyls are getting those two tails guys really well and, and the slug guys, you know, it just, it's it's easy and it's effortless and there's a lot of positivity and, and it always comes across really well. <clears throat> I think that we vibe and bond together so well and it's just, it's just really easy and very, very enjoyable. I, I love, love being part of it. I love to see them guys. Um, you know, even, even like at, at Bloodstock, you know, I think a lot of people there's always a big effort from from the northern and southern bands to go and see each other and, mm. and, and kind of support your your neighbours, you know, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. others, I think I think that's brilliant. You know, we definitely have that kind of very supportive of each other attitude. You know, I, I don't see it. You know, well, I don't see it in most other places or a lot of other places, but here, I think here on this island, I think we're very very good at that and very you know it's very positive it's brilliant to say like and as well the Scottish scene that are back and forth regularly yeah. to Ireland absolutely. absolutely yeah I think it's the whole thing as well that like if if like all of Ireland were dicks to each other it's like that's going to run out quick because it's so small like you know if this was if you put Ireland into like somewhere like America and if that size scene were shit <laughs> Just avoid playing there. It's like what, five hours of a joy boat, like whatever. But I think when like everyone's so close, it's like you're going to run into people. There's no reason to be a dick anyway. But totally agree. I think there is that extra push just because it's so small, and you are seeing the same kind of people. And it, it's that bit harder. It, there's things that are easier, but there's also things that are much harder with um, the size of Ireland. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like people are holding back. It's it's a genuine affection. 
for everybody mm, and for yeah. each other. You know, that, that, like it, it's. I think I find it very endearing and, and you know it makes me very emotional actually and very proud to be a part yeah, of it. Yeah. You know, because it's just like you know when you see those those people and those faces, it's just like fuck. There's the slug guys. Or there's the bull guys. You know, they're our yeah, yeah. friends, man. You know, it's it's really very uplifting. You know, because I, I do think the island produces some of the best metal in, yeah. you know, in the British Isles. Yes. Uh, oh, without you know, I, but I haven't seen a lot of. You know, other types of bands. I thought, man, we're, we've stacked up really well. You know, collectively, I think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, you know, I, 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 I maybe because we're more, I'm more invested in those bands, but even even trying to put that aside, like, we're really good, man. We really do bring something to the, the table. You know, it's a very organic way of, of developing our sounds here and, and, you know, and things like that. And I just, I think it's brilliant. You know, it's, it's, Source of great pride for me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one thing that really helps that is we, we used to have this discussion all the time is when you go to a gig, do you want a sort of eclectic metal lineup or do you want four thrash bands or four hardcore bands or four metalcore bands mm-hmm. or something? And I think having those eclectic lineups where you've got someone like, you know, survivalist playing alongside, say, for toxic acid age, you, you get that sort of, you know, people get to know each other a little bit better, despite the fact that their yeah. musical tastes aren't necessarily in parallel, yeah. you know? And I, th- I think that's always been a good thing. It felt like there was a wee period where there was a real push to get bands that were just always similar together. But having those more yeah. eclectic lineups and metal to the masses just forces that to happen. You know, you can't, you can have it without that. And I, th- I think that's, that's, that's fantastic. I think that's a brilliant way of just keeping that scenes kind of knitted together and getting everyone kind of to know each other and, you yeah. know, interact and network. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with you on that, uh, Wayne. Um, you know, it's, it's great to have, plus there's that thing as well. It's not like, you know, if you're going to see the headline band and they're of whatever genre, you know, you can't, treat someone as if like oh so that's the only thing you listen to is it do you know what i mean like <laughs> like i'd happily go to a neo soul gig and a death metal gig in the one do you know but no one listens you, to me you know. <laughs> see myself and evan have been slowly immersing ourselves into black metal to a degree haven't we Ev? you know yeah, slow, we, slowly it's yeah, just like yeah. Dipping the, a few things yeah, have got that's me. about it yeah, yeah a few Wayne, Alex, Alex has been trying to get me on since the day I made him, like, I told him I didn't like black metal. Like, you see, he's like, no, it's, I will show you. Like, I'm like, don't, don't tell Alex that you don't like something. That's, that's just, oh, that was your I, first He mistake. knows I don't like black metal. Like, he'll write something. I'm like, oh, that's sick. And he goes, yeah. that's kind of black metal. I'm like, don't fucking tell me that. There's some genres at the moment that are definitely, like, I mean, the whole sludge doom scene at the moment cannot be ignored it's probably the biggest scene no, in Ireland at the moment I think moment. that's nearly the that's, that is like the sound of at Ireland at the moment I think, yeah. Like, yeah so it kind of goes through phases um, James would you be conscious of that in setting up a gig we'll say would you know would you deliberately vary it uh, yeah I would try to vary it yeah I think because I do so many of the weekly you know the week well the weekly shows I would kind of be a bit more switched on with varying the genres to some degree, but then sometimes on a weekly basis, sometimes keeping things the same is good, mm. but then the following kind of mix up a little bit, you know, that, that kind of thing. But I think, for, as you say, for a few years, the prevailing sound is better than the Doom Slugs thing. Um, but mm. then maybe people don't really want to hear four or five bands like that in a row. So you have to kind of mix up a little bit, but then 
you know, one week could be that, you know, a variety, the next week could just be like classic rock bands. Yeah. You know, the next week could be a few death metal yeah. bands and some sludge bands. So I think you, you've got to kind of judge the mood a little bit sometimes. Yeah, people, people, some people want changes like the wind, like, you know, it really does stick at one something one day and then one something the next. But I mean, <laughs> Thank God there's a lot of bands yeah. there. I, I do think you have to draw the line at some stages because there was a promoter in Belfast a lot of years ago that was putting on gigs where it was like a hardcore punk band, a hip-hop band, an indie rock band, <laughs> and an acoustic guitar player. And it was just like, no. you, you know those shows. I, you don't seem to get shows like this anymore, but you used to have shows where you'd have four bands on and you'd have four different crowds. People would come to see the one band and bugger off again. And then fuck yeah. off. For <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. In, in terms of... In <laughs> yeah, terms of some really different tribe yeah. you know? Like, yeah. It, it's like oil and water they do next like. Yeah, it was mm. it was almost like a, a showcase night. And uh, in a way, it's if you came and you had a good night, fine. But in terms of like growing a scene or growing a fan base or trying to, you know, build your your demographic of people that would come to your gigs, it was it was kind of pointless. And I think yeah. I think most promoters have learned and stopped doing that. We mm. kind of paint with broadest strokes as well. I know that, like, you know, a, a bill with a heavy metal and a black metal and a death metal and a sludge band is is kind of going to work. You know, yeah. um, you know, a, a Lincoln Park type band and a Mayhem type band isn't. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's, it's, it's kind of you know, you can't frame a cross-stroke up to a point and then, like, yeah. you just know what... Yeah, it's some kind of you know. connecting dot, you know, yeah, yeah, usually but, a member, like... <laughs> yeah. But then something you mentioned as well, you know, that, that those, those bands will maybe know each other or know someone else. Ah, you know, something took that, that's my cousin. You know, and, and the, yeah, yeah. You know, the crowds would be the same and everyone kind of calls and asks, right? You know, and that, that's, again, the beauty of it. There might be different genres in the metal genre per se but I think actually it will uh, bring a lot of focus to this all all metal Ireland project as well with the cross pollination Mm. of a lot of different styles a lot of different musicians are all joining together um, to form these songs it's still got the momentum going for it I I, I presume Mm -hmm. you're aware of it yeah 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 yeah, so I think it's a good idea. I think you know, uh, I watched some of the videos. Uh, I watched Carl King's one the other day, mm. um, and then earlier on, uh, I, I just think it's, I think it's just a great yeah. idea, you know. And and like for Bernardo's, you know, great charity, uh, a, a worthy cause. And just uh, mm. and this is kind of been talked about before, I think, lots of times down the years, but to finally have it come to fruition, it ha- yeah, it's, 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 there was a lot of different, yeah, yeah, we man. should do this. I, yeah, I've yeah. said that as well, and I'm not gonna lie, like. Fair, absolutely. I was skeptical as fuck at the start, and I'm not going to kind of sit there and be like, yeah, yeah, oh no, like it's great, <laughs> because and for exactly what you said, James, that I I've heard that thing, you know, being like, oh, it'd be a great idea, which it would be a great idea, but I think it's it's Dara that is the Dara, that's the guy, yes, yes. He's he's the difference in this time. He's he fucking set it up. Excel sheets, man. Like <laughs> Excel sheets. You can't argue with an Excel sheet. You're talking my language now, Evan. <laughs> and it's so true. Do you know organization rather than be like, yeah, we should do that. And then the next morning, just like, uh, do you know, like he, he fucking pulled the finger of the earth. Yeah. He's the structure. Yeah, and that's what it needed. Do you know, it's it's gone to a certain point now. Um, and as well with him kind of being like, July is the cutoff. I'm really sorry if you don't make it, but we might do another one. Do you know, and having that attitude of not being like, oh, I'll give you the extra week or yeah. two. Just no, no you're, you're the date. Right? Yeah. I think it's just taking someone like him to, to get it by the scruff and, and, you know, can't be prepared to some extent to be the bad guy. 
you know, and yeah, absolutely, you know, and set deadlines and say, look, if this is going to be done, this is how it has to be done. And someone to be, you know, take overall command of it. And I think that's why it's worked this time because you know he's not afraid to kind of make decisions that may upset some people. But he's like, you know what, this is how it is. Has to get done. done. You know, this has to get done. And the rest of you, I would say that if something like this was attempted ten years ago, it would have died a death because ultimately. As you all know now, we're living in a in a world where the digital release is basically what we're all mm-hmm. using, what we're all seeing on our phones. Yeah. So for an all Metal Ireland uh, project to work and to digitally release it, of course, you know, of course, it'll get to the right to people. Honest, man, maybe even if this happened five years ago, it might mm-hmm. not have had it as many people. Honestly, like in the last couple of years, um, home recording has gotten way yeah. better. Um, so I think like with, with the pandemic um, and just the time that we're living in now, it is the perfect kind of catalyst or amalgamation of a breeding ground for it to actually work. Do you know, people have the time now, people have the resources you don't have to, to do it. a record label. Yeah. No, you don't have to. Exactly. Like, you know, there is so much. Again, this is the kind of thing that I'm trying to say that it's so fucking easy to look at all the shitty things that we don't have. And I get it. Like, but if I keep thinking like that, I'm just going to demotivate myself. And this is genuinely coming from a man now that's only in the last couple of months gotten himself motivated again as someone that was motivated. And then I was like, couldn't give a fuck. But now it's like, you know, focus on the things that we will have, focus on the good things and the good work people are doing. Yeah. And fair the, fucking play. The only thing that speaks to all of us, you know, like mm-hmm. what, how, you know, as a band or a journalist or a musician or a promoter, what, what are we going to do? What, what can we do yeah. in, in that time to kind of stay in the game? You know, not just because we want to stay in the game, but for our own peace of mind as well. What, how can we do that? And like, this is, a, as you say, it's a brilliant example of, of that. Yeah. And it's like, and it's someone getting a hold of it as well. You know, the, the technology is there, but also, you know, the, the motivating factor is there and someone is prepared to sort of grab it by the horns and say, right, I am doing this. This is, I am in charge, you know, here are the, whatever it is, four or five team captains. Yeah. this is what you will do this is your job you know it's from the top down so it's the technology and the motivation uh, as yep. well so that, that's, that's I find that really interesting Wait. absolutely man Wayne yeah you were about to say do, something do you think this is something that can take to the stage or do you think this will just be purely uh, put it out for, like as a release mm. you never know man like I haven't <sighs> I haven't a clue um, it's <laughs> a, that's a fucking to shit ton of organising that's all I'm saying to be fair like I, I definitely, I definitely get where Wayne's coming from. My only thing is, as great as that um, would be, um, again, not to be sceptical, but I know if if I was involved in it, when I can do stuff with my own band, they'll get priority. I'm yeah. not. I'm 100. Yeah, exactly. I've waited long enough, and it's it wouldn't be anything against anyone. There might be a lot of people that actually weren't in bands previously but might have started writing songs and there could be something that comes out of that, which would, would, would be great. But me personally, I couldn't imagine wanting to put any other time into anything other than what I've been waiting to do for so long. Yeah, you know I, mean? I think it might be like, um, you know, in 12 months time, 
people will be like, oh, I remember that thing we did last year. Let's try and do. But I think you're right. Yeah. I think people are going to be like, you know, this has been a really cool thing, but uh, my band haven't done, or I haven't seen this guy, or my band haven't done anything, yeah. in, in, you know, in, in a while. Um, so, but in a year's time, you know, that might be a kind of thing where folks would go, fuck, that was class. Remember that? that that's, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess, I I guess it was low maintenance, you know, for, for the people mm. involved, so they could do it without impacting their other activities. I guess, I guess certain bands, if someone was in a band and they had put together a song as part of this project, they could then incorporate that song into their own band's live set occasionally or something yeah. like that. I think Probot's a good example of that too. It's kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Like that's Shake Your Blood thing that Lemmy did. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they played a live a few times, so that's going to be an example of yeah. how that might work, you know, for uh, those involved. So that's quite cool. You never thought of it. That's, that's, a good, uh, that's a good point. Man. The more bands we have, the better. So, yeah. <laughs> do you know, like, totally I'm there. There's like black and white here. Do you know what? I was up playing drums in our rehearsal space in Blackpool, and you know, like when you're in a, a unit that, and you hear the same kind of bands a lot. Do you know, um, but there was like there was songs that I was like, I've never heard this before, and I stood outside the door. It was some new band, and I just pop open the door really quick and I was like lads whatever the fuck you're doing keep going <laughs> you know like unreal to see new bands and then just walked off but I haven't a clue who they are but if they are watching just fucking keep doing it it sounded great if there's another band to add to a bill if there's you know more things going on unreal yeah, it's, 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 unreal. it really is incredible see when a band just comes out of absolutely nowhere I, I remember yeah. there was a period of going to local gigs where I was starting to get a wee bit oh, we're seeing the same bands kind of time and time again and then went down to the limelight on Saturday afternoon and caught a band that I've never heard of called Lockhorns and just stood there with my jaw on the floor going yeah. where have these guys come from and the most recent one um, Mortal Backlash Mm. These kids are really young. I think they're like 19, 20 or whatever. Yeah. First time seeing them just sounded so clean and professional, you know. Uh, Belfast-based thrash band, they're playing with... Uh, Did they do one of the Metal to the Masses or we, one of the competitions or something? Uh, I know I know we've covered yeah. them all right. I think they did. Did they I do one of them? that's where I yeah, see yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I actually remember you talking about that on one of your podcasts, mm-hmm. I think, Um and I was like, fuck, I love that. Like, you know, going to, again, that's the thing of like bringing it into those kind of Battle of Band-esque things where you're like, you're going in and it, it's just going to be a mix of everything, you know? Mm. For, for me, it was the Maddis. They are the ones that really stood out, yeah. you know, from... Fantastic. Uh, from the, they, I, I mean, like, and that's why, you know, I, I, I like the competition so much because you, it's, uh, you're always constantly surprised by, you know, those that are involved. And I don't know where the Maddis were just, like they were just brilliant, you know. They really struck a chord with me, and again for being so young. I think that their first gig was was um, in the competition, and just be so kind of uh, mature in their approach to it and their in their performance. It's just like immediately my ear picked up. I just like these guys are just brilliant, you know. So it's uh, you can find mm. those hidden gems by doing stuff yeah. like that, and it's it's very rewarding. Freddie you know, um, got Max Cavalera to announce their album. Title, just see oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, was that, that the cameo yeah. thing? I actually yeah. saw it, yeah, yeah, yeah. the cameo it, thing, yeah, yeah, absolutely, so yeah, fair fucking play, yeah. But bands like that, I mean, what do you think yourself? Which social media works for them? Are they better off Instagram for everything no, at the I've, moment? I've man. had this argument before, don't don't sit down and pick one, 
hammer them all. Yeah, you do know, it all. Get, yeah, get yeah. Facebook, get Instagram, get TikTok. You know, it's the shotgun approach. You know, get your. Oh yeah, have them all. Make I, as, I think make that as Instagram much has noise as you can. the best kind of. I think yeah, in the minute, interaction. Me, it's the strongest one, but I have would, them all. Yeah, yeah I, for I, sure. I've seen more feedback on Instagram at the minute, but you know, I think that, you know, as Wayne says, you know, it'd be to your detriment not to attack all of them with equal yeah. ferocity because yeah. you know you'll always pick up followers and and you know new fans you know, through Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and, and, and all of them, you know, they're, like they're, they're good tools, you know, if you use them in the right yeah. way. Uh, you can link I mean, Instagram to Facebook uh, as well. Like, Evan, you've so. been wary of the public perception of worn out as well, that you're just putting stuff up sure. there for, <laughs> for nothing. Yeah, well, that was after the, um, the, the live stream um, kind of made just a conscious decision of, not posting during all yeah. this because you know there's a lot of stuff being I, there's a difference of posting actual content and then just posting to be like we're still here kind of thing you know which i i totally understand if it's good stuff you're posting like there's a lot of bands that have managed to find great like hilarious things to be posting during it but, but I can um, sympathize, I man. Lot... The most important thing oh, 100%, is, man. is yeah, 100%. for you and your art. Simple as that. They're the most important yeah. things. Fuck, That's fuck exactly the it. rest of them, you know. Yeah. So if you feel that way, um, you know, 100%. It's, like... when, it's when we're ready to make the noise that we want to make is when people will know. But until then, I'm just going to talk shit on podcasts. Like. <laughs>